This podcast is proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry. Hi, I'm Gordon Muller. I'm the guru in the Doc and Guru podcast. Thanks for being with us. For those of you who don't know me, I've spent over 40 years in the media industry in South Africa and uh, pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins. I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Shark supporter, so we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing, and money, but we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. I'm Doug Mateus, uh, the doc on the show. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know me, I've I spent 30 years in, in uh, various companies in South Africa uh, running uh, different marketing functions. And the last job I had, I was privileged in, uh, enough to work with a team that took uh, the brand to the fastest growing brand in South Africa in 2018 with a 47% year-on-year growth. So that was a, a great achievement uh, for the team and, and, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, from a personal point of view, I do a little bit of cycling uh, and also snow skiing. So we quite enjoy that. But again, uh, today's discussion is around all things marketing and media. Yep, that's right, Doc. All things marketing and media. No subject too big, no topic too small, no subject too hot to handle please get in touch with us on our facebook page follow us like us whatever it takes we would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as i know this industry is capable of morning doc Good to see you uh, got the, the same meme as me. I see we're both wearing our bright orange uh, tops today. Oh, you're going to be a little bit colorful, Gordon, on this otherwise uh, sort of dull day. So, yeah, all good. Well, neither one of you, we should wear these if we ever get down to Cape Town to chat to our guest today, Gillian Wrightford, one of uh, our most well-known and respected personalities in advertising. Now, we'll never get lost on Table Mountain wearing these tops, you and I, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exactly. I can wear one too if you come and you give me enough notice. Julian, <laughs> well, welcome. Thanks, thanks for joining us. I know you uh, you're on a tight schedule, so appreciate you making the time. Um, we this uh, it's quite a nice build up talk in the sense. Just to, if I may steal some of Julian's time here, yeah, because from next week we're going to be starting the build up. Uh, uh, into the Marketing Excellence Awards uh, with uh, some of our, our finalists. Just just a little bit of throw forward onto that. Yeah, absolutely, Gordon. You know, it's uh, that time of the year again where it's the Marketing Achievement Awards. And last year, you know, we showcased the two categories where, where I was a judge, the under-35s, Rising Stars, and we'll do the same this year, and also Market of the Year. You know, where you remember Benice Samuels from MTN won it last year. And again this year, you know, we've got some some really great finalists and we're in the midst of, of judging. And so we'll we'll get some of them on next uh, in the next few weeks as well. Well, that's uh, I'm looking forward to that. It's, it's something I really enjoyed last year. And and talking about under 35, uh, Gillian, welcome. Uh, welcome to the show uh, this morning. It's really great to have you here. <laughs> Thank you. That makes me feel really good. Thank you. <laughs> We're going to be talking in a moment about Gillian's uh, latest venture, the School of Thought. But Gillian, I mean, you, you've had an interesting journey in, in, in the advertising industry. Just let's loop back a little bit and talk about your, your journey in advertising that's brought you to, uh, 
to the point where you, this initiative school of thought is, is going to be your focus now for, for the next while, I would think, given the amount of work you've already put into it. So just tell us a bit about your journey. So I did business science marketing at, uh, at University of Cape Town, and I didn't really even know what marketing was. I just went to, uh, I did a, an aptitude test at the HSRC or whatever it was called. And they said I had equal aptitude for art and science. So they said, maybe I should be an architect. And I said, well, I can't draw. So that rules that out. And they said, how about marketing? And I was like, well, sounds good. Um, and I went and I looked it up in my dad's dictionary. And I thought, yeah, that sounds fun. And I think I was just extraordinarily lucky to have found uh, a, a degree and then a career that I just absolutely love with equal measure on the science side and the creative side. So I did business science. I then went and I joined um, a strategy company, a marketing strategy company called Perry and Associates. And um, it was, we did big, big meaty corporate kind of strategies and I learned a lot. Um, but at the end of that, I thought I needed to get some experience. I thought, how do, you, how do you be a consultant if you've never had any experience? So I thought I needed to go out into the wild world. And I wanted to, my frustration with consulting was I wanted to experience what happened when you put it into practice, the solutions in practice. And I was offered a job by someone that Doug knows very well, Nick Rawdon. And he had a um, design studio, below the line studio, but was very strategic. So we sort of solved meet, uh, interesting problems through design and um, various other things. So I was there for a long while. We had a few writers, uh, Graham Orsock and Dennis Hoynes. Um, they were freelance writers and uh, they got caught out for freelancing. So they got fired. And we then started um, the Jupiter Drawing Room together. But um, so we worked in tandem. I was still on the on the below the line side, but I worked with Graham and Rene and Dennis and the team to get Jupiter Drawing Room up and running. And then um, and then I left and I went and did all sorts of other things, came back and I eventually went back to the Jupiter Group to start Hercules, which was an international land agency. So I was 29 and an MD, and I didn't really know what an MD did. Uh, I remember phoning Sally Robinson, the recruiter, and saying, Sal, can you just send me a, a managing director's job description? So, <laughs> so I could sort of see what I have to do. And then, yeah, and then I kind of just stayed in the world of advertising since then. And then since after that, after I left Low Bull, I was group managing director. We had nine companies and I left that and I decided it was time to do something new. Um, so I started ad therapy, uh, trying to help marketers and agencies work, work better together. And, um, and I started lecturing at UCT. And since then, and it's been 15 years already, I've had this wonderful mix of teaching, consulting, uh, coaching and 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 it's at this sort of confluence of marketing and advertising and education. So it's been it's been a really great run. In a good journey, Doc. Tell us what do MDs do when it comes to marketing? Uh, I think I'm going to get that JD. Let's get the job description. <laughs> <laughs> it was so useful. It was so useful. All sorts of things I was supposed to be doing. <laughs> Talking journeys into into advertising, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Graham Warsop was a lawyer, wasn't he? He just goes to show 
that you know you um, your early view of your career path isn't necessarily where you're going to end up. Exactly, he was a barrister. Yeah, he was a barrister. Yeah, yeah. So you started therapy. Sorry, Gordon, before you go on, Gillian, just yeah, again, from our side, thanks for your time and, and welcome to the show. And I mean, as you say, you know, our paths crossed a long time ago, back at Nick at, at Rawdon's. And I mean, Gordon, that was again one of those where we never termed it that, but like a forerunner of perhaps an integrated agency mm. of today that works very closely with the client, you know. Mm. Uh, you and I have spoken on, on shows about the tension perhaps between client and agency and then, you know, we had uh, the lady from Coronation, Wendy, I remember she yeah. spoke about bringing in somebody outside of a main agency, yes. Ogilvy, to, to, to almost direct Ogilvy. Now that's, I mean, Gillian, you know as, as a former CEO how tough it yeah. is and you've got ECDs, and, and everyone's the best ECD ever, and if you don't believe them, ask them, you know, and so <laughs> from our point of view, it was, I look back fondly at that time, in terms of our budgets weren't huge, just no one told us that, so we thought we had big budgets, and Nick and the team yourself did really well, and I, and I guess, you know, we're going to get into, you know, what you're doing today, and, and just preparing for the show, I guess a lot of it is that bridge building, because I've also, much mm. like yourself, seen through the years, Gordon, it's a, it's a fractured sometimes relationship, where you're supposed to be partners, you've got lots of cash at play, and you end up fighting, you know, the, and it's the lead agency, then the PR is Cinderella, they're mm. trying to say something, the digital guys were new kids in the block, now they're the main, and so on and so on, so yeah, Jen, yeah. thanks very much. I look forward to it. And I mean, just going through this work, geez, it's a lot of stuff you've put together. So <laughs> impressive. So uh, Thank you know, you. I can't wait to get into the show. Thank you. I mean, I think one thing just I would say on, on looking back and looking at what was working better then, I think that there are just too many, too many decision makers and you're not close to the right decision maker early on enough in the process very often so there's so much tailspin and there's so much wasted time and wasted energy and then I think in those days we had smaller teams we had to get things done quicker and so you had the right people in the room made decisions got on with it um, and it's quite torturous at the moment a lot of what I see. Yeah I mean you've used, you've used the term there decision makers I think the problem is you've got too many decision avoiders that if we had a few <laughs> more decision makers we'd probably be better for it. Um, but Doc yes. just to come back to something you, you mentioned there as well talking about the size of the budget from from a media perspective for me it's never the size of the budget that's the issue it's the size of the objectives. If you have a million yeah. rand budget and you've got a million rands worth of objectives we're in the game Got a million rand budget and a ten million rand worth of, of uh, objectives. That there's a disconnect. So it's it's the size of the objectives that's you know generally speaking my, my bigger concern. But let's just come back to that that moment in 2007 where you you I recall you saying you you watched three bad bad ads in a row and you resolved to rid the world of bad advertising, and that's how ads yeah. was formed. So. What does ad therapy do, um, you know, for its sort of bread and butter day to day? And I know you and I have done a lot of training together down in, in the West yeah. Coast area, so I know training has been central to that offering. But what's what's the broad offering for ad therapy? Um, so the end goal is to get a better quality of creative product out into the market, but but uh, as a result of the collaboration between the agency and the client. And the reason why is that I strongly, firmly, absolutely believe that creative 
better creative product works better. And thankfully, uh, uh, there's now reams of research to back that up. So the idea is, is that this is not a working relationship just so that you're friends and you play golf together and, and all of that stuff. It's a powerful collaborative working relationship that actually gets the right products out at the end of the day. And when I started looking at all of these things, obviously relationships are important. But for me, it then this mantra popped into my head, which was better skills, better relationships, better results, because underpinning all of it is often skills. So the training came up as a result of um, it being an area that often undermines the relationship. So if you can get the skills right, the relationship can be stronger and the output can be stronger. So I do training, I do consulting, I do agency client interventions or partnership alignments where I help them find what's stuck and, get, and move them on. Um, and often that then comes back to training or it comes back to one particular person who's causing it problems. And very often they don't realize they are. So very often I get a, a, you know, someone will say to me, I had no idea that that's the impact I was having on the relationship. Um, but the bigger issue is for me to help people understand why it's important. Um, and for me, it's a simple business imperative. It works better. So if you're not getting the best work possible, you're not doing your job properly. <laughs> yeah. Doc, I mean, I think you're uh, embracing a lot of that in your new sort of uh lease on life uh, as an educator and um, just tell us a bit as a matter of interest about your new association or not so new now with the Nelson Mandela University. I know you're doing a lot of work into that space now as well. No, Gordon, um, you know, I was appointed and, and I'm honoured to have accepted uh, the professorship last year into, into the Faculty of Marketing and as recently as last week I was down physically chatting with them about stuff. And one of the things, Jillian, is just curricular design, you know, in terms yeah. of what is being taught and is it relevant to industry. So they, you know, are quite keen uh, to, to engage with industry, to obviously teach the right things so that the skills come out. And, and not just, you know, the, the harder technical skills, that's obviously there. But I mean, you know, some of those other interpersonal skills that you need, both on client as well as wherever you may find yourself in that spectrum. So that was quite interesting. I'll give you a, just a practical example. I mean, it was a long time ago that I did my undergrad, but when I was there, consumer behavior sat in psychology, totally different faculty. You know what I mean? Now, now you could actually major, if you chose not major in marketing without doing a module on consumer behavior, which you know, luckily yeah. has been corrected now. So those are just practical examples of, of getting things right. So yeah, Gordon, you know, I look forward to playing a role uh, in whichever capacity. And I mean, yeah, you know, Jillian, again, you know, as I say, well done. And, and we want to also just chat practically about maybe bringing some of your stuff across the board. I know you're doing a lot of yeah. stuff with UCT, but I mean, Mandela is no different to, to Vitz's, to UCT. They're all producing some sort of graduate. And I guess, you know, the better the graduate, the better skill they are at the start. Well, you know, at least yeah. we give ourselves a chance, you know, because as you say, sometimes it's, it's an issue. You know, I made the note here, better skills, better relationships, better results, starting with skills. If you start off with a bad base, you've got a lot of work to do. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Mark Ritson writes a lot about how how underskilled a lot of marketers are um, and how a lot of people think, well, you can just learn it on the job. And sure, there are aspects that you can learn on the job, but there's a lot that also you do need a solid foundation in. Um, one of my fun moments, because I've lectured at, you know, UCT and the various ad schools, and I still do quite a few of those, but 
actually one of my best moments was I had some uh, some people taking my course as an elective and I had a master's in math student taking it for some reason. And he asked, he walked me to my car one day and he was a tall basketball player called Lebo and he was very, very smart. And he said to me, he said, I want to thank you for my course because, or your course, he said, it's like a light's come on in my world. And he said, you know, he would go into, he gave me an example of going into buy a can of cold drink and looking at the shelf and the fridge in a completely new way and understanding some of the decisions that the brands, the marketing teams had taken and why things were like they were. He said he just never noticed any of it before. And he was just intrigued and enthralled. And I thought, well, isn't that just fabulous? I love that. You're listening to The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media. Yeah, I think that's, it's, that's the rewarding side of, of education. And, you know, better results, better relationships. I mean, ultimately, what we all earn our livings on is, is better quality of thought. And so your new initiative, yeah. which I know you spent an awful lot of time on, is about to come to fruition, the School of Thought. So let's let's leave it to you to take us through what is the school of thought, what are its roots, you know, and and where is it going? And we'll talk a little bit about how uh, uh, learners and contributors can engage with that. But but give us the background on the school of thought. And I know, if I'm not mistaken, the launch is fairly imminent. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much ready to go. Um, Gordon, I think it was a, a sort of a brain. <sighs> Uh, kind of thought during lockdown and I was saying to my kids that I, I have a reference folder on my computer which I'm sure you both do as well um, and I said to him if ever anything happens to me if I get squished by a, 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 a truck or something I said you must sell my reference folder because it's got so much of value in it and, we, and then it sort of got to, me to thinking about how much value all of us have sitting in our computers, how many courses we've done, how many presentations we've done, how many, and it's all just sitting in our hard drives doing absolutely nothing for anybody. So I started thinking about the idea of creating an online library, uh, but then also creating a course platform where, I mean, Gordon, you and I have done work where we've collaborated and done in-person workshops with corporates, but um, I thought, what if we started putting those out onto a online portal and it beca beca becomes a knowledge sharing, talent building portal for the, for the marketing and advertising community. So I started looking at that and I started looking how to build it. And that's been a bit of a journey. Um, but I've now built a library uh, with 2000, close to 2000 amazing articles references, essential reading, all of that sort of stuff. And it grows every day. Um, and then it's what we what I've managed to create is this online community where people can engage with topics where we can share interesting things, but also where they can access courses and events and book reviews and um and they can they can one of the things that also struck me about lockdown was, was I'm not sure when I grew up in the industry, there were lots of networking opportunities. Um, and I kind of feel that's been lost a little bit. So what I want to create in this space is also an online networking ability. So most of the people who are giving me course material, which they will sell. So it's a commercial offering. 
have also said they'll they'll make themselves available as coaches. So you'll be able to network and mentor with really, really exceptional people, as well as people in your own in your own area or in your own level. Reference file. Doc, have you got a reference file? I've got a file full of photographs of me in the early days in advertising, and my mates are have been charged to destroy it uh, when I pass away. Have you got a, a photo file or a reference file, Doc? No, I'm going to be absolutely honest with you. My filing, both physical filing as well as on, is not great. So I've probably got something, Jillian. I'm just not sure where it is. And so, you know, you oh, put it okay. on the spot, though. If I had to find it for you, you need to give me a little bit of time. You know, so you need I, I mean, my library. As an aside, uh, one of the guys yeah. who worked in, 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 in one of our teams he used to mock me because his filing was superb and mine was shocking. And so whenever I asked him for something, he'd get it quite quickly. And when he wanted something for me, he said, but Doc, just check under like latest sponsorship. Check under search word. I said, it doesn't exist. So yeah, Gordon, it's there. The but, uh, yeah. I like it, Doc. I like, I like the exploratory nature of that thought. You know, in research, one of the important uh, facilities that you have in sampling is a random number generator. And um, this could, a random article generator, you could learn something today that you have no idea <laughs> that you ever had an ease for. A random no, article generator. Let's build it. Like I'll tell I like you what, jokes, jokes aside though, Gordon, you know, looking through, Gillian, and you were kind enough to share the links and, the, and the, you know, the work for us to prepare for, for this. Uh, I mean, just looking through those topics, you know, and it, it wasn't random. I went through them in detail. You know, it's like almost when I watch a game show, I always want to know the answer. Now, I sat here and I tested myself and I said, gee, whispers, you know, how many of these uh, would I want to go? When I was 25, I knew everything. Yeah, you know what I mean? I was like yeah. the smartest guy around. But now, yeah. you know, I guess through experience, you know, you go through that curve where you start saying to yourself, and not the more obvious newer ones around you know, digital and that sort of stuff. It's not even that new. But I mean, uh, you know, just some of the some of the skills that you put down here, Julia. I say to myself, geez, I'd be quite curious to look at the content. I want to see what yes. it's what it's like, who put it together, uh, yeah. and what are the art takes and that. So yeah, absolutely fantastic initiative. And the last thing, I guess for me, is is your model that some of the work is absolutely free. And yeah. some of it paid for on a subscription or a per course basis. So you've yeah. got that flexibility. Yeah. So, so I mean, my hope is is that we we are able to add a lot of value. But but you know, I think I think um, in preparing for this, I also looked at some other things. Uh, you know, people are trying this sort of approach in different ways with Facebook communities or other sort of subscription models and things. And I think one or two of them have managed to create really constructive, useful places where you can come professionally and ask questions and get really helpful answers. And I mean, that is what I would love to happen if, you know, the, the site allows for a lot of conversation and even the courses allow for a lot of conversation if the course provider chooses to. You can have no conversation or you can have a lot of conversation. And I think like we find in in in-person in workshops, often the learning happens when people start talking and giving examples and sharing situations. So I really hope that that does happen and that it kind of develops a uh, a conversational part of it where we all just talk about things more rather than just read them. Yeah, I mean, you talked about, you know, the, the networking, the importance of networking and how we learned and were exposed to critical thinking in the early days of advertising. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. we joke about it, but that was the purpose of long lunches. If you got, suddenly got to sit down 
for two hours and listen to Bob Wrightford talking, you know, you can't, you couldn't buy that kind of experience. And, you know, so those learning experiences with the whole work from home mentality for me are at risk. How do you get informal skills transferred? Um, but let's, let's bring it back to, uh, to the model itself, because there's an app which will give me easy access. I think it's through Mighty Networks. Just talk us through the app and how I can access the, the, the School of Thought. So the, the, the School of Thought is built on a platform called Mighty Networks, which is a, a, a fabulous platform because it's, it's built on the community. So it's not, it's not sort of, and you own your community. It's not like Facebook can't just take it away or decide who's going to see your stuff or, you know, overnight change their algorithm. So it's quite a, it's quite nice from that point of view. And the community, the courses are very much part of the community experience. So, so to find it, you can either go to Mighty Network and, um, and search for the School of Thought and you'll find it. There's an app that, is um, uh, a link that's texted to your phone and it installs um, nicely. And then you've got the ability to set your notifications so you can get a summary of activity once a week if you want, if you don't, you know, or you can go in yourself. Um, and the idea is it's very much self-paced and self-mastery. So there is a, um, it's affordable enough for the individual to, to take out a subscription. It's $18, which I think is about 220 rand or whatever a month. And for that, you get access to the library, you get access to all the conversations and you get access to all of the free material. Um, and then obviously some of the courses are, are and some of the events will be um, at a price. Um, so there's an, I want it affordable enough for the individual, but then there are also corporate packages where the more seats they take, the more discount they get. And there are, there's HR reporting as well for for corporates so they can see who's doing what and, and if need be we can build tests into them we can do um you know we can actually make them work harder for the corporates if they need that so yeah it's, it's very flexible and it's um it's on your phone it's on your laptop it's um interesting it's an amazing amazing platform to work with really so, easy to use and on the issue of tests uh, assessment you know obviously is, is is a critical component of it all if i'm not mistaken you you've even aligned with the marketing association the sa in terms of cpd points which is a big breakthrough i think yeah yeah we've been very excited about it um and there, there are two angles to it the one is is that if you do take any of the courses um or you do any of the activity, you can you can uh, submit it for your CPD points. Um, and then what we are going to be doing is in the next few months, we are going to be, um, they are going to be, uh, not accrediting, but they are going to be allocating numbers of points to each of the courses. So we will be actually going through the formal process with them. But in the, in the meantime, any activity that you do and that can be proven can actually be submitted for CPD points, which is really fabulous, yeah. And uh, how do uh, people get involved as contributors? So, for instance, I know you and I collaborated with Ebony and Ivory. We've housed the free ebook there on SEM segmentation. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of pre-scrutiny. You can't just pitch up and dump something on. Uh, it, it's got to be quality controlled. Do you have an editorial board, even if it's an informal one? Uh, editorial board is me. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I do look at all of the stuff and I do, um, I vet it and I give feedback on it and it can be customized too. I mean, you know, if a company wanted specific courses in specific areas, I can collaborate with the course providers and we can create 
their own private channels and their own private um, or their, their more customized material. So, um, Gordon, I mean, there, there are so many people with so much incredible wisdom. Um, and I've been amazed. I, I put it out on LinkedIn a, a few months ago and I said, you know, has anybody got, you know, who's got a fantastic presentation that they'd love to share and even charge for and whatever. And I had meetings galore with people all over the world who saying, yeah, I have actually got something really useful. It's a framework for futurizing your workforce or whatever. And I've had in, I've had interviews with them and I'm looking through the material. And um, if I think it's worthwhile, um, then we will go through the process and develop a course around it. Um, it's very exciting. There's so much fantastic wisdom to be shared. So it's really then a question of, of someone like the doc um, who is yeah. now rediscovers it, 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 administrative skills. He can just chat to you and, and you can package his, uh, what was it, his yeah. reference file for him. Don't worry about the photos yeah. of you, doc. I'll take care of this. <laughs> so, no, but it's easy to do, you know, and I think that that there will be courses, um, and I, I watched in preparation for it, I watched a wonderful interview with Seth Godin, and he just talks about this sort of revolution in learning. And he talks about the difference between education and learning. And this is about learning. This is not, it's not necessarily a university certificate, and you're not going to, but it's ongoing learning, and you are setting the pace, and it's your own self-mastery. So there's so many fabulous things that um, that you can do, but they don't all have to be huge and meaty. It could be the three things you need to know before you're going into a media meeting. Um, any of those little tidbits or, or you know, more meaty courses can be developed and then they can be either free or they can be charged. Well, you know, the key to media is uh, going to a media meeting. Sorry, Doc, I cut you off there. Is you don't have to know everything, just have to know more than the people in the room, which is, I think, uh, a very effective way of approaching media. Sorry, Doc, you were going to chirp in there. No, no, not at all. Eh? Not at all, Gordon. I just, I, I mean, Julian, yeah, I just, you know, looking again and, and I, you know, as I say, reading through it, it's just it's so impressive. And I've been on the site and I've clicked through and I've looked at a few of the bits and pieces. And again, I'd encourage people, you know, like we always do, Gordon, on the podcast, is not just to listen to the podcast and hopefully, you know, be like chewing gum and enjoy it for 30 minutes and then spit it out. That's not the idea. This is about a long-term thing. So how do people, if they are content creators, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, is it via LinkedIn or, or is there another way? Um, they can contact me via LinkedIn. They can send me a direct message on LinkedIn or Twitter um, and um, or otherwise just email me. So they can email me at um, Jillian at adtherapy.co.za or Jillian uh, at theschoolofthought.co. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I am, I am prolific on social media, I've been told. Um, <laughs> So they can find me anywhere. And um, and as I say, I've had some fascinating interviews with people that have approached me. Um, and we're in development with some live um, events we're going to do. And also some really, really interesting behavioral science experts um, in the UK. And lots of nice, yummy stuff coming. And speaking of yummy stuff, I mean, you've you've challenged me to up my game, so I'm, I'm kind of working through uh, my reference uh, yeah. box rather than file per se, random uh, article generator thought. Um, so I, I'm going to be getting stuck in uh, stuck into refreshing some of my material. But just quickly, yeah. as we move to wrap up time as well, I mean, 
One of the projects you were involved in, which has exceeded all expectation, is the UCT Liberty School of Marketing textbook, which you did with Dr. James Lapperman. Um, the, his last message kind of indicated we're hitting 70,000 downloads. That's that's yeah. Yeah. textbook, surely. It's extraordinary. I mean, um, I've tried to look into the data and I've tried to look into the downloads. We can't see exactly, but we can see more or less where it's coming from. And there's a definite, um, you know, there's a different cycle that I think I think probably is aligned to the university cycles. Um, but I think a lot of SMEs are downloading it. You know, a lot of uh, smaller businesses, it's not just a, a university application at all. And I think corporates have downloaded it for their whole team. And then because you're able to download each chapter individually, you can see that there's some chapters that are just far more interesting than others and far more downloadable, um, which is really nice. So I've put that on the site as well. And what I'm wanting to do is to then break that out into small little interviews with each of the authors of each chapter. Um, and then you can download the chapter as well. So Fantastic. Well, we, we throw that invitation out as well. Once you get around to that, we, we I think we'd be more than happy to, to chat to some of the authors ourselves on, on the, uh, the documentary yeah. podcast. Yeah. Doc, you want to make some comments before we, we wrap up? Yeah, thanks, Gordon. I, I just, and both, I mean, you being modest, Gordon, you're, you contributed not only to that book, but also to some of the coursework, you know, in the, in the new school of thought. So, so mm -hmm. I look forward to, to working. And that textbook, Gillian, we had James on a while back, and he was saying, uh, it was kind of pitched at, at an entry level. I, I felt, and I've worked through it, I felt it was pitched at whatever level, you know, you bring your lens of experience on. So again, you know, I've used that in some of my work and obviously referenced it, you know, back to the career author and all that but i mean i i find it immensely useful and a great one source of of data you know or at least of, of marketing data so that's wonderful and then just um my closing point in terms of of audiences you know you spoke to SMEs and students and all this and it was quite interesting looking at your personas that you put through <laughs> of, of, yeah, but that, 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 and, and and i mean i've looked through it and i've said you know there you are you know the ambitious middle or the or the you know the pressure our cmo where sometimes from a skills point of view you assume and i mean i've been there that certain things are just known but they're not really, you know what I mean? And so it's don't be too proud to do a refresher. And that's why when I looked through it, you know, I felt, geez, I want to pick this, pick that. You know, uh, the, the agency MD, the frazzled agency MD, you know, the yeah. gatekeeper of learning where, you know, I suppose their main job is to, but, but it's not to find learning, it's to find relevant learning. You know, learning yeah. that's applicable as you made the point. You know, uh, your enthusiastic graduates and then wise advisor, Gordon, I'll put you in that category. <laughs> I couldn't find a category for, for messy administrator for me. So. <laughs> I can add it in there. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right. You had some mindset going into these things. Um, yeah, I, I think I've mentioned a few times I did the, the Thinkbox TV Masters course, which was an absolute yeah. revelation to me. And the biggest revelation was when I plugged the first module, which is called Introduction to Media, because I got a bit cute with it instead of actually paying attention. So I think we all we all need to up our game. Uh, and, and the lens is shifting so quickly. We, we've got to move with that lens. A quick last comment, Jillian. Any thoughts for, for young folks coming into this sector? You know, you've had this marvelously multifaceted journey. What's what's the kind of what's the right angle for somebody who wants to come into the communication industry? I just think the thing is to uh, to remain curious, 
and to keep learning. And if there's something you don't understand, ask someone. Um, you know, I, I think what's been quite interesting for me watching this development is that as much as we assume, you know, you're talking about the entry level nature of the textbook or some of the courses, for example, um, and I was having this conversation with Marcia as well, is, you know, there might be an entry level course, but your marketing director might not have done it ever. Um, so they need to have the, the safety and the privacy to actually go and upskill in areas that people assume they are already skilled and actually they aren't and they can't ask any questions. So I think there's a lovely kind of um, anonymity to, to learning in this way. But, um, you know, you can't know everything. And if you, if you come across something that you don't understand, find an expert and try and figure it out and actually do your reading. I just, I know one reads enough. It drives me crazy because, um, or watch videos, watch YouTube, watch whatever, just absorb as much information as you can because it's a constantly changing environment, but yet it's anchored on very solid principles. So my advice would be get those principles sorted and then keep learning. I am curious what a great way to wrap it up, Doc. Uh, you're too young to remember that uh, groundbreaking film, I Am Curious Yellow. But uh, from the I Am Curious Orange team today to all our listeners out there, thanks for, uh, for joining us. Uh, that's a wrap. And uh, let's just keep talking. Thanks, Gordon. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Gillian. Thanks, Gordon. Right. Catch you guys next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. And so that was another episode of The Doc and the Guru. Please don't uh, forget to get a hold of us on Facebook, like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then from my side, you can get a hold of me on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug Mataz. I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views uh, and certainly will respond. And hopefully we can bring that into the show. Thanks, Doc. And it's uh, Gordon Miller, the guru, signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media. And I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on the show. And take us at our word. This is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo. And we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time. The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry.